1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan.
3: Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at ServicePatriots.com slash The Fan.
4: Primetime. On Wild Card Week, and now we have an opportunity and a challenge to take it into the postseason and, uh, and play the best football that we possibly can. I'm excited for our guys to do that. This is a Wild Card Week edition of Prime Time with Isaac. I was greatness before the knee injury. rocked. And Jason Bigbeard's Academy.
0: Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen Online at WarrenAllen.com.
4: Isaac and Sue gone. 1080.
1: We're in, so now we have a chance to be dangerous.
3: The fail. Hey, what to do? Oh, hoi. What up? Good Monday. Is that Cat Williams? Who's who's being dangerous? Who was that? What do you mean? That sounded like the, the we're in, we're dangerous. It sounded like Cat Williams. Oh, do we know who was in and who's dangerous? Why has Cat Williams been in the news recently? He went on uh, so uh I forget the name of it. It's something stupid, but uh <laughs> Shannon Sharp has a podcast. Oh. And uh it's the most like opulent podcast you've ever seen in your life. No like way. it's from his like living room or den or whatever, and mm-hmm. boy, it's something else. And so Cat Williams went on there for like two and a half, three hours and basically took a machine gun to black comedy. <laughs> like just started exposing people Steve Harvey and the original kings of comedy and he pulled no punches like he had been collecting receipts for like 20 years on comics and and, and the movie business and all that and just aired the dirty laundry and it's one of the biggest podcasts of all time that individual episode I it's like breaking records like millions and millions of people and so of course that's some of the the little clips from it um have been have been making the rounds so there you go yeah. Maybe that's him. why I thought of Cat Williams, but when I heard that whatever it's squeaky voice that we're in and we're dangerous, I, I was like, what? Is is Cat Williams? I'm assuming you're talking about the NFL playoffs.
2: I saw him in the news recently and I clicked no further.
3: <laughs> See, I love Cat Williams. I don't know
2: I don't know much about Cat Williams. I
3: find him hilarious. It's uh, <laughs> he he uh he's probably not for everybody, but boy, I I sure enjoy what, what Cat Williams has going on.
2: Alright, well I'm glad he uh put his brethren on blast.
3: Oh yeah. Mur- everybody on their toes. He he murdered some people.
2: All right, well, hope everybody had a good weekend. I know I did. It was great. It was hot. <laughs> it was hot? Balmy huh? out there. Did you have
3: a different did you have a different weekend than I did?
2: <clears throat> no. Yeah, it was I was here. It was it was little, cold. A little bit of rain. Rainy. Just just a just a scooch. Although I played golf on Saturday and it was sunny for Sixteen of the eighteen held,
3: held out for you. Hey, that's a that's a positive. You take that.
2: I say, sunny. It was fine.
3: <laughs>
2: it wasn't rainy. I think that it wasn't but, rainy, but it was. That's you know, a little blue sky. It was a little blue just, sky. A, out just, there. A, just a speech. yeah. It was great. All right, you take it. You take it. Yeah. So, what'd you do this weekend?
3: Uh, I did nothing. Nice. No, I didn't do uh, I didn't do jack squat. So, lot a lot of nothing.
2: Well, that's exciting. Sometimes uh, you
3: need those days.
2: Yeah, well, after the holidays, I'm guessing a lot of people did nothing
3: this yeah. past weekend. Well, plus, you know, it's just crappy out. and What else was I doing, you know? Sometimes we you enter
2: just... seasonal depression right about now.
3: <laughs> well, you had the NFL and, you know, it's it's tough. I watched some hockey, saw the Winterhawks, so, you know, there you go. The Winterhawks. The Winter Winterhawks.
2: They play again, did they?
3: They did. You know, that hockey, it, it plays from time to time. Much like the NBA, I'm sure you watched your Blazers in that thrilling overtime win. I
2: actually did. Did you that. really? Well, I didn't watch all of it, but yeah. I I saw that it was close, and I flipped it over there because it was right in between the end of the football games, and yeah. the start of the Miami game. Well, I'm, I'm sure
3: you're, you're. So I was watching. You're suffering your seasonal I'm Moses really, uh, Brown
1: depression, right? Yeah,
2: now. I just was about to say I'm upset that Moses Brown is now out. Yeah. He's my favorite Blazer, and I think the key to their entire franchise, but is that, he's going I, under. The I knife? thought
3: that was uh, that was your man Duop. No. We're no. no we're off in? That
2: guy's get out of here with that guy. <laughs> You've you moved on. Chucking threes. You moved
3: on to Moses Brown. All right.
2: Yeah. So anyway, uh, big show because Washington is playing Michigan tonight. Yeah, this thing—the
3: national championship—and more importantly, that line is up to five and a half. Oh. So I've gobbled that thing up. I was holding. I was holding firm, waiting to see if I could get six. Uh, I got five and a half, and uh, and I'm taking it. And I'm taking the dogs.
2: Now we are not playing the game here.
3: It's over on our sister station,
2: though. Yeah, I think so. 90.
3: I think that's right. Are you sure about that? Uh, 99% certain. That is correct. Good. Uh, coverage getting going in about 25 minutes.
2: Okay. So yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It starts at 4.30.
3: I know, which I'm kind of pissed about, because a lot of times, like, w- w- I mean, we have the game over there, and... By the time I get home, I can catch the second half, but the 4.30 kick, that's going to screw us over. We're going to miss most of that game.
2: Yeah, you hopefully you recorded it.
3: Yeah, and we got it up on the TV. We'll be watching here and keeping an eye on it, and then when we get home, I'll go back and, uh, and try to do a little dive into it. But I'm excited about this one. I mean, as yeah. far as national title games Should go, I mean, some of these tend to be blowouts, and, and maybe this one is too. I mean, you know, it, it happens. But uh, it's the first time uh, in... Gosh, I want to say it's like 10, 11 years since we don't have an SEC team Man, Thank God. we got two Pac-10, Big Ten traditional powers, the old school Rose Bowl, which I'm excited about. And neither one of these teams is necessarily like the top three recruiter. I'm not saying to say that Michigan or Washington is like the little engine that could, but it's nice to me. This is, this is different And styles, make fights and you've got bully ball versus don't tell them that it's basketball on grass, but a team that, that throws the ball um, and and strength is the quarterback and the receivers. And I love when you get a a brawler versus a, a, maybe a finesse or a speed guy. And I'm, I'm, I'm geeked for this one.
2: Well, I'm really happy there's no SEC team in it. That's great. Yes. That's nice and refreshing. And then uh, a Pac-12 team playing for the title in the final season of the Pac-12 is pretty fitting and Mm -hmm. I think cool. And I will be rooting for Washington to win. Uh, I hate that it's in an NFL stadium. Can I report that to the people?
3: Yeah, it sucks. Especially one. I I'm, think that's so stupid. I'm not throwing any shade at Houston here. I've never been to Reliant Stadium. Is, is it still called Reliant? Uh, nah, but These changes. I'm sure it's great. Wherever. It's,
2: it's NRG at. or something, isn't it? Is it NRG?
3: I think it's now? NRG, yeah. Whatever they call that. What's NRG? I think it's some energy company. Kind of like Enron, <laughs> I would assume. I <laughs> but But successful. <laughs> Not a bunch of liars. Well, Enron was successful for a while, according to them. Yeah, liars. It just The national title game, it, you're right. It, to me, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Again, it should be in a Rose Bowl-type atmosphere. You know, Miami makes sense. No, it should
2: be in the Rose Bowl. In the Rose Bowl. Yeah, period. Yes. It should be, this game, every year, should be in the Rose Bowl Agreed. on New Year's Day. Agreed. And maybe they'll make that change, who knows. But, I doubt uh, it, but, you know dare to dream
3: well everyone wants it to you know obviously the cities it's a, it's a major impact i just you know houston and and like you said the nfl stadium it's like eh, at least when it was in the cowboy stadium when the duckies played the uh the buckeyes when you pull up to jerry's world it, it feels you're like oh my god same thing with sofi i think both of those stadiums because of the monstrosities again it, it feels like a big moment i feel like nrg or whatever in houston i it just feels like another stadium. It's just sterile. It's just sterile, exactly. There's a little, like, eh. It's like when it's in Arizona. Um, and I'm, I'm not trying to say that Arizona isn't a great place. I mean, who doesn't love Scottsdale? I think it's technically it's Glendale. But that stadium, it's a nice stadium, but it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and it just, I don't know, it lacks a little something. Again, it just feels like it's a little bit of a, eh, it's an NFL well, stadium in a, in a city that's warm.
2: Maybe by the year 2079, college football will actually get its act together.
3: Seems like a long time.
2: Dare to dream there too. Dare to
3: dream. I'm just happy next year we're getting years. next year we're getting twelve, and then we'll bitch about twelve. Yeah, and everyone oh, yeah. will be unhappy. Some of those and,
2: games are on campuses, all right. Like, I
3: think I, I think the first round? the first, yeah, I think the first round is on campus. See, that's cool. The first four buys, and then the first round is on campus, and then you move on.
2: I don't hate that. No, again, college atmosphere. Not yes, not pro.
3: Yeah, well, it would be great if you got, let's say, you got like a Penn State, Oregon, or Penn State, Washington, and it's either in. Uh, was that Happy Valley in Happy Valley or you know in 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 Seattle or in Eugene yeah like that I think it's great like remember like when when the Pac12 had their title game in uh freaking Santa Rosa how bad was that it's like this it's it's, it's brutal. at least now it's in Vegas and it's hopefully a destination that people want to go to but you know, sometimes like Lucas Oil has the Big Ten, and sometimes that is just so terrible. And I understand that you, you know, oh, it's got to be a neutral site, but sometimes neutral site just does nothing but neuter the the vibe and the energy of of the game.
2: Well, vibe and energy, you're going to be listening to us watch a football game tonight. Yes, that's what's going to happen. Hundred percent. And we'll be if you're trying to like not see the score don't listen to us bad show to be <laughs> listening to
3: because if something when the ball's in the air there's going to yeah. be a lot of like midsets like ah, it's,
2: uh! a lot of hot commentary <laughs> from us somebody said primetime megacast yeah this a is little... like a megacast we're on youtube we're on uh well i don't know what else we're on twitch th- twitch and spotify
3: cw right now and the
2: C Dub and yeah. like of course in the fan yeah
3: lots of
2: all commentary on the game tonight <laughs> as it happens
3: i'll give you i guarantee that at some point i get into some sort of what the hell is is going on like some an old lineman will screw up there'll be a broken coverage and i will have to do the what you know because that's the that's the thing about these games and not that the nfl doesn't have mistakes but boy sometimes when you're watching college football again I, i go back to that alabama game some of the stuff that alabama was doing and i get it it's it's a lot easier for me to say this when my fat ass is sitting here watching the game on, you know, from, from an aerial view. But sometimes when you're watching college teams, good college teams, some of the mistakes are so unbelievably routine and, and, and basic. You're just like, again, the Alabama O-line and some of the defensive coverages that they were blowing, like, and, and then the narrative drives me crazy. Like all week I've been reading uh, about Michigan and, and about UW, and it's like Michigan's exotic defense is confused Alabama's offensive line. Rushing four from one side is not exotic. That's high school stuff. It's just that Alabama's old line has kind of been a mess all year, and so now we have to spin this narrative that Michigan brings like all these pressures from around, and it, it, some of that is just is, is not true. Some of it is Michigan just lines up and says, hey, this is what we're going to do. Stop it, and Alabama couldn't. Alabama didn't even make an attempt, and so when I when I think about U-Dub, I can't imagine UW's offensive line that's only given up ten sacks all year is going to fall for that same sort of, I don't know, just basic. Hey, can you can you figure this out? So I think some of the narratives that we get into can be a little lazy, and that's why I think Washington's got a real shot at this thing. I, I really do. Just remember, they're college kids. They are.
2: And, and we that have to is, say that that's like the big qualifier. Anytime well, there's a
3: bad, glaring
2: mistake, yeah. I'll like, oh, just remember they're in college.
3: Well, and, and it's it's because we're we, so young. When we watch the NFL, you know, every one of those players is an NFL player, and like <laughs> you know, it's but it's true. Like we stands to reason. Well, when we watch this game, right, we're gonna we hear this all the time about Bama and Clemson. It's loaded with NFL talent. Okay, there's six, there's six to seven, maybe on an elite team. On any given time, I don't know, maybe on your starting 22, maybe you got 12. And of those 12, there's five that are actually real NFL players. You got a couple slappies that are going to have a cup of coffee like me. You got a couple others that are going to be backups maybe for four or five years. But we act like it's just littered with NFL talent. And that's why the, the adage of, could a college team beat an NFL team is just so stupid and laughable. And so, yes, when you do watch college games, even at the national title uh, level, you are going to see bad ball. You are going to see blown coverages. You are going to see blown assignments on an offensive line. You're going to see plays from quarterbacks that you just look at and be like, what are you doing? And, yeah, because they are college, they're not NFL guys, and even the ones that are NFL guys are not even rookies yet.
2: Well, at least we have good quarterbacks in this game.
3: Competent yes. on yes. one
2: side and exceptional on the other. Yeah. Like it could be like that Alabama LSU game of whatever yesteryear that was. Yeah. Remember that? Well, 21 nothing.
3: Yeah. You can get some. Yeah. Like, I mean, but,
2: there's a lot of bad quarterback playing college. I'm just happy that we don't have that tonight. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean,
3: that the Alabama game, Michigan, no offense to, to Melrose, yeah, but, exactly. you know, it was, it, it was, it was bad quarterback. It was pretty game. rough. Yeah. And McCarthy isn't uh, a world beater, but again, he's a solid quarterback, and on the other side, I think you have a truly elite guy playing at to the top of his game.
2: All right, well, let's uh, let's get to going. The game starts at
3: 430.
2: I know, I don't like it. Out West. Not happy. So, um, buckle up. We're almost there, man. Yeah. I mean, they're already showing the clips of the guys warming up out there, although Michael Penix. Won't show his face. It's very interesting. He's. Can you notice that
3: he's. He's got the ski mask. He's a strange duck. He's a little. You know. He's a little different. He's always in that 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 electronics tent praying to something, and oh, he's just he's a he's a weird guy. But I find him extremely likable.
2: So four thirty, the game starts. Let's let's predict right now, before we take a break. Mm-hmm. Where is the game when we sign off tonight? Gosh,
3: this is going to be a four hour game. So it's. So if it starts at four
2: thirty, yeah, you think it will end at eight
3: thirty? I do. I think it ends at eight thirty. This is there. There are going to be so many commercials. So at seven, we're out of here. The only mid third. Yeah. The only thing is, I think there is a chance because I, I said I like Washington in this game. I think they can cover the spread. I think Washington can win outright. But there is <laughs> a chance that this game is over in a tight. 256. And that is Michigan runs the ball hmm. fifty-two times. Yeah. And Washington has the ball seven possessions, seven to eight possessions. I mean, Michigan came out and I don't know if you've you've listened to anything, but Michigan kind of came out and, and said Like we'd like the ball and then we'd like to eat about nine minutes on our first drive. Like Yeah. Well that's no secret. Yeah. There's the the idea of like, oh, you know, Michigan, you know, they maybe they they get out of there and then they they show Washington they can throw the ball. No, Michigan's going to, unlike Texas, is going to run and then they're gonna run some more, and then they're gonna run some more, and then they're gonna run some more. And if Washington can't stop that, the game might and that's not if you're a Husky fan, this is this was the old Stanford Oregon thing like Oregon's offense, it was like, hey, uh, cool, you're only going to get the ball seven times, and if we stop you three of them, we feel pretty good about this.
2: Well, so maybe it won't be four hours. I don't
3: know. That's the that's the See. thing. This game could go quicker than you think because of the, the – yeah. if Michigan's able to run the ball. Could
2: be clean, few penalties, well-coached teams. Yep. Maybe just uh, before you know it, it's halftime. I don't know. Well, uh, stay here and uh, find out. We'll get our poll question in when we get back. It pertains to tonight's game. It is 3-15 on the fan.
4: is a Wild Card Week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue.
0: Brought to you by George McCoy at warrenallen.com. On
4: 1080 The Fan.
2: Yeah, we'll get to the uh, NFL playoffs. Playoffs coming up in a bit. Playoffs? They are set. Yes. The regular season is over. It's a the a mediocre teams in the playoffs. The tournament is uh, ready to roll this weekend. It <laughs> <laughs> should be fun. Uh, yeah. But tonight is championship uh, championship night, college football. Wraps up, finally, Washington, Michigan, and that is the subject uh, of our poll question. It's on X at 1080. The fan brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling Family Business, helping families for over 60 years. AAA, I-A-Q.com. Mm. Uh, Friday, we asked you, uh, what did we ask you? We asked you, what do you have the most faith in Monday night? Michael Penix, Michigan's defensive line, Washington's receivers, or Blake Corum?
3: You went Blake Corum. I went Blake Corum. I think he is the safest bet. If there's an over-under, you know, I, I, and I don't know what his rushing total is, but, you know, Penix, Adunze, whatever total. If To me, if you want the safest one, it's going to be Corum. I, I really think he's going to run the ball 35 times. I do. I, I just – they ran it, I think, 30, 31 straight times in the second half against Penn State. I think McCarthy only threw eight passes that whole game, and – I, I think unless Washington jumps ahead like they did against Texas and forces Michigan out of that shell Michigan's the one team that won't change and and I think that's that's a that's a rare thing in this game like very few teams are willing to just sit there and and play that style of ball and, and Michigan doesn't care what is the uh you know the Ravens say that right uh who is it uh, Patrick Queen says you know we're, we play a style that other teams aren't willing to play in, and that's Michigan
2: yeah you know I was listening to Joel Clat speak about this game, and he was talking about how uh, Jim Harbaugh called his brother John, coach of the Ravens, of Mm -hmm. course. Yeah. And I don't know when this was, a couple years ago, when Harbaugh was not getting over the hump, and he asked him, he said, what what do I gotta do? And John's advice was, hire one of these two guys to run your defense. One of them is the guy that runs the Ravens, uh, because I think his name's McDonald. And he... Jim Harbaugh hired him. The other one's the guy who runs Michigan's defense now, but he hired the first guy, and then John hired him the <laughs> a year later, took him away, <laughs> and so then he hired the second guy. But both guys were recommended by John, and Klatt was talking about how it's interesting that that was really a key, and that the Ravens' defense and Michigan's defense are built pretty much the same way. Yeah. And that's uh, studs up front, Hand in the dirt, guys. That'll get after your quarterback. But then hybrids everywhere else. Every level is is strong. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting how um, they are. I mean, you look at their defense, Michigan's defense. It's built like Baltimore's. And, yeah. and sure enough, Baltimore's the number one seed in the NFL, and
3: Michigan's the top team in college football. And it's the when when you look through the Ravens' defense, and I'm not saying the Ravens don't have good players. They do. They have good players at every level. But it's not. There's no Aaron Donald. Right. There's no. There's no Watt. It, it, there's no one that just jumps off the page and you says, oh, my God, that's that's the best player uh, at, at his position. But there's no weak spots. Well,
2: Hamilton kind of does.
3: Yeah, that's mean, true. That he, is, he's, he's, I stand corrected. There you go. That's one of the two best players at his position yeah. in all I mean, of football. He's special. He's special. But it's it's largely built on we have depth and we have guys that play an assignment and we can rotate through and and we got players at all three levels and, and that's Michigan, like Michigan yep. has dudes at all three levels and but it's you know like when you when you look at Texas like Texas's D line they've got two guys uh, with with Murphy and Sweat that are better than anyone that Michigan has but Michigan goes nine deep. They just rotate through guys and they got studs at linebacker and this, they're, they're good corners. Unlike Texas, Texas, you can pick on their secondary Michigan. You can't, I don't think they're that Michigan's corners are, are are like necessarily the best in in football. But again, there's no weakness at that level. So yeah, I I think that there's some, some real similar similarities there. And like you said, how they play and they just, they are suffocating. They're absolutely suffocating. And we we i like Styles make fights, and I love this. I love when we get the the you know what the the unstoppable force and movable object sort of thing because Washington's offense when healthy and when cooking it's it's the best offense in the country. It's elite and Michigan's defense no one's really gotten the better of it. They just haven't you know it's, Ohio State had a little bit of something going, you know, why or Alabama in the second half uh, was able to get some get some stuff on him and, and force Michigan to play from behind, but no one's really been able to. To get the better of Michigan's defense, and so I, I love the juxtaposition of of these matchups.
2: Yeah, the first guy, so Ravens' defense coordinator is Mike McDonald. Yes. Yeah. he was at Michigan and then went and, and then coached with Baltimore. Mentor. Right, is the Jesse Mentor, Jesse Mentor, is, Mentor. is Michigan's current yeah. uh, defense coordinator. Both guys were uh, were, were who John Harbaugh uh, recommended to Jim. Uh, so <clears throat> yesterday, Michael Penix won the poll for or Friday. Sorry, forty six percent said they have the most faith in Michael Penix, uh, 25% in UW's receivers, 19% Michigan's defensive line, and Blake Corum only got 10%. Yeah. Today we're asking you, on X, at 1080 the fan, which championship drought ends tonight? Very simple, Michigan or Washington. Michigan's, of course, dating back to 1997. Washington's dating back to
3: 1991. <laughs> it's kind of crazy that Michigan, for all the love that they get you know cuz cuz we, we people loved and we duck fan whatever loves to kill washington for living in the past and you know it's only 6 years difference i know that michigan and and, and that was the washington state game and the rose bowl and since then you know not only is Mi- michigan hasn't been to a national title game they haven't won one i don't they haven't been to one since well, then so significant drought when's the last time notre dame won god that would have been was that tony rice what God. year would that? Would that was that in the nineties? That would have been been in the late eighties, early nineties. Now they've been to national titles, obviously the, the Manti uh, Manti Te'o. Yeah, but I, I believe that the last that they won would have been Tony Rice, and that would have been 89, 90, somewhere in there.
2: So of the Blue Bloods' longest drought, it's probably Notre Dame, eight.
3: Eighty eight was the last time that uh, that they won. And I believe they yeah, they beat uh, West Virginia major Harris in the Fiesta Bowl and they won a national because Nebraska would have won theirs in the nineties. Uh obviously Washington, Michigan, uh everyone else, all the blue bloods have won one.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say the who is the biggest blue blood, the the biggest program with the longest drought. It's it's Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. I'm guessing in Michigan.
3: I'm guessing Notre Dame and Michigan. Yeah, probably one two.
2: Yeah, I can't think of another one.
3: Not you know off, top, who the
2: Washington quarterback was in 91 when they won it all? Cuz of course, you know, they had Empman and their defense. I looked it up today. I was just looking back at that team cuz that was so long ago. Yes. The uh their defense allowed 1.9
3: yards per rush <laughs> that year. 1.9. Steve, I, I like and I, I think he finished second or third in the Heisman Trophy and I get the knees gave out for Maybe valid reasons when he when he played for the Colts, but growing up, um, I can tell you that I don't think I've ever seen a a defensive player in college football that was more dominant and scarier than Steve Etman, all loaded up on whatever he had going on, and you know, and and, and those early Husky teams, they they were ridiculous. Quarterback, uh, was that Billy Joe? Billy Joe Hobert, the I- great. Billy Joe, and if I'm not mistaken, I and I think he came. He was the one after. I think Brunell was on those teams. Yeah, he was, but but I think he was the backup. Greasy and Woodson
2: uh, were the guys for Michigan when they won.
3: And and that was the um, Woodson won the Heisman Trophy.
2: So which championship drought ends tonight? Michigan, 1997. Washington, 1991. Vote, vote hard on X at 1080. The fam brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling. That is our daily poll question. The Vancouver Ford text line is 503-864-6326. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Vancouverford.com. We'll have more, uh, I don't know. I mean, we don't need to break down the game. Let's just wait and see how it plays out Michigan-Washington. But we'll have more Michigan-Washington talk
3: coming up. I think everyone knows. I mean, at, at yeah, this it's point, like, you, you know just, what each team is yeah. trying to do. Line it up. There's no, no mystery let's, here. <laughs> uh, let's let her fly. I'm bringing up Penn State. Do you consider Penn State a blue blood?
2: I do, but I don't think they're as big as Mich- – I-, I said biggest blue blood yeah. with the longest drought. Yeah. And that's probably Notre- – I mean, it's got to be Notre Dame. Penn State's not as big as Notre Dame. No. Right? No. But I mean, they're, yeah. they're a blue blood, but – They're a
3: blue blood because theirs – When was the last time they won? Theirs would have been that Fiesta Bowl win over Miami, yeah. which is like 85 – well, BYU won 84, 86, 87, somewhere in there.
4: Is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. This is a Wild Card Week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue.
0: Brought to you by George McCoy at warrenallen.com. On
2: 1080, The Fan. Yeah, watching the pregame here. Dan Lanning's on there right now.
3: You know, it's... How about that? It's funny because they... Obviously, he having played Washington the last couple years. Uh, I don't think at Georgia did they ever play Michigan. Not that I know of. I don't know, but I don't the, remember. You know, they they ESPN because the, the betting favorite obviously is Michigan, and that number keeps going up. Uh, started out four and a half, now it's up to five and a half. The overwhelming majority of people on Michigan, but when. When you've looked at, at all the, you know, ESPN has like their 60 people, you know, that, that make the predictions and the athletic had one and they went, I think they took 30 something coordinators anonymously that faced Michigan or Washington this year. Uh, I don't think they have a common opponent, um, but and, and it wasn't like an overwhelming, but the majority of of analysts and the majority of coaches, I thought it was interesting, uh, you know, about 65, 70 percent picked Washington. In the game, so just something to—I don't know—food for thought there that a lot of people that cover the sport, and I—I I thought it was more interesting to me that the the the, the coaches who faced uh, Michigan and Washington this year both leaned towards Washington. Well, when you got a special quarterback like Penix,
2: yeah. It's hard to stop. Yeah. I don't care who you are.
3: Well, it's a little bit like Texas and USC, right? USC was a better team. Yeah. USC was a more physical team, but Texas had Vince or Young,
2: like Joe Burrow. Yeah, you know, I mean, like yeah. Penix is playing at that level, and he has receivers that are playing I mean, at that level. Yeah, I mean, it's like that's sick, dude. Yeah. Plus, you were you were saying most people are on Michigan. I actually read that the uh, majority of money line bets are on Washington.
3: Are they coming in on Washington. The money Washington line money yeah. line
2: bets. Yeah. yeah. That's just that means just to win. The just game. to win. So yeah, uh, they kick it off uh, next hour. In the meantime,
3: oh, and by the way, people, yeah, Michigan State common opponent, and both oh, uh yeah. both drilled them. I mean,
2: but that's so early in the season. It is,
3: and and Washington beat them forty-one-seven, and Michigan, you know, housed them as well. So does it? I mean, if if your common opponent is a road apple that you both stomp on, does it uh, does it matter? Because Michigan beat them, what did I say, 41-7 for Washington, and Michigan beat them 49-0. nothing so. yeah. Same, <laughs> Same thing. We learned nothing. Michigan Absolutely. State sucks. That's what we learned. Confirmed that Michigan State has no business being in this football game. You
2: know what else I think matters in these games that it's hard to quantify is I think it's so different than the first semifinal game where you get basically three weeks, yeah. if not more, to prepare. Yeah. Whereas this one you got to turn right around and play the next week, and ma- I just think that matters. It
3: matters, and and especially, but it's hard to quantify. Like I
2: don't know what it means, but I, I know it means something.
3: I think prep time. I think it favors Washington. I think Michigan's easier to prep for than Washington is. I think from a health standpoint and a physicality, I think it favors Michigan because Michigan is the deeper team. Um, like when when I look at, at Washington, the starting twenty-two, right? I can I can sit there and say that Washington has uh, advantages. Their quarterback is better. Their receivers are better. Uh, believe it or not, I think their O-line is is better, at least from a pass-blocking standpoint. I mean, Washington does have some advantages, but if you're talking all 22, and then certainly if we're talking the next 22 that are going to play, Michigan has a giant advantage over Washington. So, you know, th- that's... That's one of those that when you're having to play back-to-back weeks physical games both right come down to the last play of the game and having to rebound from that Michigan better to do that than Washington and I think some of that 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 long layoff some of the special teams faux pas, you know, muffin punts and just kind of having ugly, sloppy games. It's hard not to play for, for a month and then go out there, whereas both teams now are a little more in their rhythm. Yeah. And, and you just it, go ball you out. You just go ball out. There's so. old
2: Harbaugh with his whistle walking into the stadium. By the way,
3: the, the <laughs> Harbaugh to the Charger thing is, he, this is, his, by all accounts, what you are hearing is that win or yeah, lose, he's, out of there. he's done. This is it. I think that's pretty obvious. And so that's another one is... You is know, that a distraction? Is that a distraction, or is it one of those where you're? Everyone knows, and he's been honest with his players, and they're like, "Hey, guys, let's go out on our shield. Let's win one for Jim Harbaugh." Who you say what you will about him? His players seem to love him. Like they that that does seem to be a very very close lovey dovey sort of feel at that place. Us against the world, which is mind blowing because it's Michigan for God's sakes. Um, but. Maybe that's less of a distraction because you know he's gone, but it is something to keep an eye on that it sounds like win or lose, that dude is gone. So the
2: NFL playoffs are set. I'm looking at the bracket here and it's always confusing because now we have the extra teams. You know, so you look at it and you go, Well you know, there's like one team gets a bye yeah in each conference yeah. now. So that's Baltimore and San Francisco,
3: and the the, the opponents aren't set because right. the number one team will play the, the lowest the seed lowest seed.
2: left. Yeah, so yeah. you don't really you can't really no you don't map no. it out. Yeah. But we've got Houston, Cleveland, the four five in the uh, AFC. And by the way, it's a the, good f- little game. Well, the
3: football gods gave us a lot of fun little storylines because the the Houston Cleveland thing is the Deshaun Watson. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: but he's not even no,
3: he's not even playing. But you know, there's, is he there? Is he around? I don't I whatever don't, happened to that guy. I don't know. Please. I'm all of, I'm
2: all aboard the Joe Flacco train.
3: <laughs> I do love that there great are people story. trying to make like like make this out that like Cleveland is better off with Joe <laughs> Joe Flacco. Hey, they're playing great. We'll see if that comes crashing down.
2: And then you have Kansas City, Miami. So that's a good game. That's a good matchup. Sure. Cleveland, Houston. That's that'll be in Houston. And
3: I find Houston to be a fun little story. Yeah, I, I like watching Houston play and, and I'll be pulling I'll be pulling for the Texans.
2: Then you have Kansas City gets a home game after all. They're taking on Miami. Yep. Chiefs of the three. Miami falls to the six. And both of they those. They played already once. Yeah. Actually, Houston and Cleveland played once, too. Uh, Cleveland went to Houston just a couple weeks ago and beat them 36-22.
3: And Miami hasn't beaten anyone all year, including the, the chefs. Well, they, beat,
2: they beat Dallas.
3: Is that their one win, the Miami? Yeah, that's their their yeah. one win. So I
2: mean, they did beat Dallas.
3: They're kind of. I, I think Miami's. On a last-second field goal. Miami's game. frauds. They just are. And so
2: they already played. They played in London, mm-hmm. and Kansas City beat them 21-14. Remember, Kansas City was up 21-0 yeah. early, and then they held on. Uh, so there's that game. And then you've got uh, Buffalo-Pittsburgh
3: 2-7. No T.J. Watt, sounds like. Uh, That's brutal. Yeah. And we're all aboard the Mason Rudolph Express. And, I mean, look, mm. we're all going to watch these, but I'm, I'm not going to lie. There's not one of these games necessarily that I'm, like, super fired up. I'd say houston Cleveland, maybe my maybe the best game. Well,
2: of those three, Houston, Cleveland, yeah, is probably the most evenly matched, but Kansas City, Miami should be good. I mean, Kansas City isn't blowing anyone out.
3: Well, and that's kind of my point, is that those those are good names, but again, I've been I think Miami's a fraud and they're just decimated with injuries. And like they Buffalo didn't want to win that game. In the first half of that game, Buffalo was saying, please, please, please. <laughs> Take the division crowd. We don't want it. It's been three years. It's yours. And Miami was like, no, 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 no. Here, you take it. We don't want it. And then two at the end of the game was like, no, seriously, we don't want it. Here's another interception. So I just, I have zero faith in Miami. They're too beat up. I I just think they're frauds. I don't think they can beat good teams. And you're right And that Kansas City, Kansas City doesn't overwhelm anyone right now. They've got their own set of problems, but Kansas City at home with, with basically a, a week to rest, they didn't play anyone in that. And you're telling me that that Miami is going to come into Kansas City and win? I don't, I don't buy it. I just, I, I don't I think
2: it'll be a good game. And I think Houston, Cleveland will be a good game. And uh, you know, Pittsburgh, uh, you, all, all Mike Tomlin does is hang around. It, and I know. But, all Buffalo tries to do is blow games, but so just, it's like you,
3: Pittsburgh is just. Yeah, that one could be the
2: blowout of the three.
3: <laughs> We, we talk about all the time that there's teams under this new format that don't really belong. And no offense to the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. and give hey, them credit for 10 finding 10 and 7, dude. They, they found a way to get to 10 and 7, but that that's a 9 and 7, Jeff <laughs> Fisher horse bleep. Uh, that's not a good team. 10 and 7. It's not. It's not a good team. Only because there's an extra game under the old regime, it's 9 and 7. That's not a good team. Pittsburgh well, isn't a
2: good team. You were looking for the 7 and 9. Oh, 7 and yeah. 9. Yeah. Yeah. They're 10 and 7. It's a big difference. Yeah. So whether you think they're good or not, they get to play in the playoffs. So that game um, on Sunday in the AFC and then the other three in the NFC will get to uh, when we get back. It is 344 on the
3: fan.
4: is a wild-card week edition of Primetime with out. Isaac and Sue.
0: Brought to you by George McCoy at warrenallen.com. On
4: 1080, the fans. Hey, shut
2: up. All right, while we wait for Washington, Michigan to kick off, which is in about eh, 40 minutes, believe it or not.
3: By the way, Dylan Johnson in full pads, yes. warming up, and so is Westover, who was uh, beat up in the Sugar Bowl. So uh, the painkillers and the tour and everything else, are uh, they're flowing out there because both those two guys uh, – Drug to the gills. Let's go.
2: Yeah, they need Dylan Johnson.
3: Yes, they do. It's it's amazing that with, you know, I'm not saying they're the best recruiters in the world, but they don't have another bat. Like, Dylan Johnson has been playing on one foot for, like, a month and a half, and they don't really have anyone else that they go to. It's very odd to me that, that there are plenty of four-star kids in that program at running back, and they just don't use them. It's Dylan Johnson or bust.
2: In the NFC, the playoff picture looks... Uh... Well, I don't know. I think I I don't think the AFC games are bad. This, I think the NFC games
3: are better. Oh, you do? See, I do. I, might go the I like other way. I like the
2: NFC games. I I, I think they're
3: I think they're more
2: intriguing. I don't me. as much. You've got Philly Tampa.
3: Yeah, that, that's
2: a crap game. It is a
3: crap game because Tampa doesn't belong and they, you know, I and love then the,
2: Philly's melting down. Philly is
3: melting down one in 5 in their last six. I guess the, the part that intrigues me about this is Against a crappy team like Tampa, who what nine nothing against the Panthers with two Carolina Tds called back, like Tampa is Tampa's not good. can Philly actually get up off the mat, or is this just the ultimate Super Bowl mm-hmm. hangover? so it's not a good game. It's going to be ugly, but it's in, I, I'm intrigued by it because of the Philadelphia angle
2: well, I mean, but that's where Buffalo Pittsburgh's not really a good game. But no, it's, it's intriguing sure. that's that's the thing the NFL has, yeah. so Tampa. And Philly, they've already played, and Philly won 25-11 way back early in the season. Yeah. the So that's Monday night, back, that game.
3: Back when Philly was still a real team.
2: Well, that's when they were, yeah, well, were they like 9-1 and one or something? 10-1, like and
3: one, and then uh, let's just say everything since then is... Pfft. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with them,
2: but they seem to be—they've well. The they've got some problems. I forget
3: who it was. It, it might have been Shannon Sharp on his fancy podcast when he's not talking to Cat Williams. I think Shannon Sharp brought up a great point. He said that far too often, we think that winning cures everything. And if you had watched Philadelphia at all this year when they were winning games, he brought up the point of anything that isn't acceptable when you're losing shouldn't be acceptable when you're winning. And Philadelphia was doing that all year long. And then as the injuries piled up and Hurts kept getting beat up and the defense kind of went to hell and they started playing better teams, it, it fell apart. But dude, some of these problems have been year-long with Philadelphia. It's just that they're manifesting themselves right now and I'm throwing some injuries. And they are just – they look – Terrible right now, and I I do. I want to see if they can get up off the mat because they keep telling you it's a championship team, and we believe in ourselves. And well, we can't have Tampa advancing for another game. I certainly hope not. Baker Mayfield. They're only in that because they play in the worst division known to man. Uh,
2: Lions-Rams. There you go. I'm intrigued by this. 3-6 matchup in Detroit. That's a good
3: game, I guess. this I love because you got the Stafford and the golf thing and the storyline. When's the last time Detroit had a a home playoff game? When's the last time Detroit won a playoff game? I got the fighting Dan Campbells out there biting off kneecaps. You know, he's going to do something dumb to make this game (laughs) interesting. And I want to give the Rams credit because at the start of the season, we all looked at the Rams, and it felt like McVay and and uh, Stafford both had one foot out the door. Neither one wanted to be there. We thought that that was going to be a team that was going to have a fire sale at the trade deadline. Uh, it's been ugly at times this year, and those sons of guns have managed to, to to hang around. And that's a that's a great job. That is a great job with not a great roster, full yeah. of a lot of young guys, and and piecing that thing together to get a playoff game. And I'm telling you, the Rams of the bad teams or like not great teams that are in the postseason, the Rams may be one of those that you're a little spooked by. They can beat Detroit because Detroit is, is gacked away a couple of games at home, including one to Seattle. And I think San Francisco is gonna beat their ass, but the Rams traditionally have played the 49ers well if they manage to win this one. So mm. I don't know, just keep an eye on the Rams. So the last you you are asking the
2: last time the Lions Well, the last time they won. Yeah. A home playoff game was 1992. <laughs> Yikes. Uh I don't know the I don't I don't think they've hosted a play, a home playoff game since then. Yeah, it's been a while. If they have it, <laughs> they lost. They lost it. So. So,
3: go fighting Dan Campbell's and the Motor City Kitties. Yeah, Goff I'm, I'm all Stafford
2: aboard. is interesting. And then the last one in the NFC is um uh Dallas Green Bay. Yeah. Two, seven. And yeah. that one, you know, I don't know. Dallas at home is is really good.
3: They won like 16 in a row.
2: Um, I don't know how much faith yeah. you have in Jordan Love going on the road and winning that game.
3: Not a ton, but. But I'm there, in, he's good. I'm intrigued by it because playing I, th- well. I think in in his last whatever it is, eight games, I think he's thrown 18 touchdowns, one pick. He is a turn to corner. And Green Bay is a young, fun team that are, they're playing with house money. No one expected Green Bay to be here, especially with Jordan Love at the beginning of the year. You know that, that he kind of went through. Well, I guess he started off well, and then went through that horrible slump. And it was like, ah, oh, well, you know, Green Bay's a you know turd of a season, and it's a rebuild and find a new quarterback. And they have uh, they pulled this thing out of the fire. So I'm I'm intrigued. Plus, you know, Dallas, Green Bay, come on, I mean, that's that's like legendary stuff. That's that's Pittsburgh, Baltimore. That's that's you know that's an NFC East. You know, uh, Cowboys, uh, Giants, Cowboys, Eagles. I mean, this is this is great stuff here.
2: So the Packers were three and six. Uh, I believe so. And they've rattled off six of seven. That's it's you know this is why you always say it's a long season. I know that's cliche, but man, Jacksonville was like eight and three. Everybody thought they were good, and they don't even make the playoffs. The Eagles are ten and one, and everybody thought they were gonna
3: you know win a Super Bowl. And someone said clearly um, the best team in the league, and they aren't. Someone said on the Vancouver text line that they had Philadelphia uh, over under at eleven and a half wins, Mm. and they're sitting there at ten and one. Well, you're spending your money, yeah. right? Yeah, you're you chalking are, that up. You are spending your dough, That's and brutal. then that that happens to you. Can't even beat the Giants. You go one, like seriously, you're going into that game against the Giants, and you're sweating, but you're like, oh, hell, you know, we're we're fine." Got the Giants, and you get Tyrod tailored. It, 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 what?
2: You know, I think the one that killed you was the Arizona one. So I'm looking here; they were ten and one. They beat Buffalo in overtime, ten yeah. and one. Then they lost to San Francisco and Dallas, which you know. That's tough. That's tough, but th- those are good teams. At Seattle, lost that game, mm. came back, beat the Giants, and now you have two games against Arizona and the Giants again to win one. I'm and talking when, about that and, guy's And win the
3: division, get a home playoff game. Yeah, and they lost. They lost them both. Ugh. Unbelievable. It, it really is. If I told you that, if I told you going into the season that you just needed to win one of those games to win the division, how much money would you put? On the, the Eagles to win all of the money, all of it, all of
2: the U.S. money, all
3: of it. Let's go, load it up, and you don't, including that stinker, and and Hertz got hurt again with his weird, you know, bent up finger, and AJ Brown dinged up. I mean, that is the Super Bowl loss curse is real because once like, you lose the Super Bowl, just buckle up because it's going to be a rough go. And everyone thought they were out of the woods.
2: Nope. So, Saturday, we get Browns, Texans kicking it off, and then Dolphins, Chiefs. Sunday, three games starting with the Steelers, Bills at 10, Packers, Cowboys midday, and then Rams, Lions at night. And then the Monday night game is Philly and uh, Tampon. And
3: I will watch every. I can sit there and say that some of these games are bad games. Oh. I, I will watch every freaking second. Dude, of I this. love
2: wildcard weekend.
3: And especially when you get sketchy teams.
2: Weird crap's going to happen. Exactly. Bad teams going to do stupid things. Yeah, right here.
3: It's a, the Vancouver Ford text line. Buffalo and Pittsburgh has insane potential for the dumbest S to ever happen. That's exactly. Right. That's no. There's no question. Because if you don't think Josh Allen can go out there and do something that you will look at and be like, I've never seen anything quite like that. You're fooling yourself. And then you're going to say that Mason Rudolph won't? I mean, come on. <laughs> it's... It's insanity. Even that bit, like I was watching that because I had the Bills. I had a ten unit play. Yeah, on the Bills winner. Yeah, I think I had a perfect weekend. Uh, I only my my personal life I only lost one game. So I trying to remember if I what I what I picked on the show. So it was a nice weekend for me. My big bet was Buffalo, and I'll tell you what I was watching that game in the first half, and you don't want to know the language coming out of my mouth.
2: Well, yeah, how were you feeling
3: after two picks? I. Just... <laughs> livid
2: freaking bills
3: i was ready i, I was i was ready to just th- th- blow the whole thing up fire everybody complete overhaul in in buffalo i really and then the punt return and yeah. i was like oh my god please just
2: the punt return was really the key because i still don't really know how they won
3: i mean <laughs> well they wanted the punt return and then josh allen decided to just say i can't throw the ball so i'm yeah. gonna run for every first down and then two it was crap. Yeah, and then Tua decided again that he didn't want to win the division. They want to go on the road to play a playoff game, and he was like, <laughs> I see your Josh Allen crappy interceptions. And All right. That last pick, the that hell, bad. where was he going? I don't know. It was like Trevor Lawrence's last ball. You know, he overthrew the one to, to Ridley, and then the, the incomplete on fourth down, where, how do you miss that that badly? <clears throat> they must suck. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, if you thought Philly fan was upset about their collapse, at least they're Throw still in ass. the playoffs. Jacksonville plays in that crappy ass division. Was eight and three, and oh, no. they didn't even make the postseason. Crazy! All right, uh, NFL wildcard
2: weekend. Plenty of uh, talk about that throughout the week, um, as that lies ahead. Should be fun. But uh, let's get back to this uh, championship game tonight. Who, uh, who do you think wins the all important battle of famous alumni for tonight? You got a guess on that?
3: Well, it is the Unabomber versus Ted Bundy. That
2: it is. So, nod to Bundy. <laughs>
3: I think if we're yeah yeah, <laughs> unfortunately if you're going with uh, notorious then yeah, yeah I mean, but don't look, you know don't underestimate the Unabomber. He was sneaky,
2: he was. But come on, yes. Bundy wins that yeah, battle. Yeah, Bundy wins
1: that battle. So
3: one nothing Washington.
2: <laughs> uh, we'll get to that next. Our stock watch is coming up. It is three fifty nine on the fan.
4: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe.